0: we
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back porch Conjure. I am E-Five b Grab a seat, cop squat, get a chair, sit down, and, <laughs> or sit right here next to the stoop by me. Get you something hot to drink, something cold to drink, water, juice, tea, coffee, hell, it's three o'clock somewhere, get your drink on. Real talk, get your drink on so i went on excuse me y'all excuse me i went on a day trip right and not sure if you know what a day trip is and i went with some cool people right met up with a friend had some great conversations and even on my way there you know i i looked at regular I had on Farmers. I love Farmers, y'all. Please know that about me. And head wrap, long, you know, shawl sweater, because it was still kind of chilly. Remember, I'm upstate. And had my comfortable little toe shoes on. Had my bag. That was it. So, as we were going on, I went to Whole Foods out there and, you know, met some great people. sat in Starbucks, met some people. But it was crazy because I was online, right? First, we got on the bus. And there's still some good people out here when you don't think that there's no good people. So let me give you an example. We was on the bus, and it is a public place. You are so right if somebody wants to say this, after I tell you this story, you are right. It is a public place. But we still have respect, morals, you know, we have decency and the way you carry yourself. So there was this woman that got on with her two grandbabies. How do I know they her grandbabies? Because she told everybody, you know, excuse me, can my grandbaby sit down? Okay, right? Because it was one dude that was just had his bag and shit all over the seat. And she was like, excuse me, can my grandbaby sit down, right? And they they were like three or four, right? They were little, they were little, so, and they were so cute, precious, right? And they said, thank you. When the dude moved his stuff, they said, thank you. And that was so beautiful, right? Now, Cross was this girl on the phone, a Karen. I'm going to say it, a Karen. And she's on the phone, yeah, fuck that. Now, see, I don't mind the Karens. It's the Karens that try to act like Quanisha that bothers me. That's the ones that bother me. I don't care about Karen, uh, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. I'm drinking lattes. I don't mind about them. Because they just them. But it's those motherfucking Karens that act like Bukisha that I be wanting to say, what, mom? Don't do that. Please don't, don't catch these hands. So, Karen slash Bukisha is on the phone. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck about that hoe. Fuck that. So... The grandmother said, get up, babies. We're going to go in the back. This is too much cursing. Now, I can see y'all, some of y'all, oh, well, kids are going to hear cursing regardless. That's true. But they don't need to hear it now, right? Nobody was on the bus cursing. So, or I know what some of y'all say. Well, if grandma was that picky, she could have got a car. I ain't in grandma's pockets. Maybe she didn't want to waste gas. Just going maybe down the road. We can get on the bus, Okay. It's not, it's not what you have, it's how you spend it. Okay? All right. Anyway. So the girl is still cursing. So it was another young girl. she told her, yo, you mad disrespectful, ma. And the girl said, excuse me. She said, yo, you mad disrespectful. Now grandma got off the next stop. She only it was on one stop. She got off. So the girl, Bukisha Karen, got off the phone. So she's trying to tell the girl I apologize. She said, no, no, no. She said, because I'm a mother and I got kids. She said, right then and there, you should have said, you should have been quiet. Or you could have saved all of that until you got off the bus. It wasn't that fucking important. She said, but you need to have some respect. Those are babies. Beautiful babies. You know, Karen Bukisha going to say, I ain't see them. She said, bitch, don't lie. (laughs) She said, now is not the time. She said, but carry on. I wanted to tell girlfriend, thank you. But she did. Before anybody else got to speak up, girlfriend spoke up. So I said, oh, there is some decent people. All right. So anyway, we got to where we were going. We got into Starbucks first, right? Because everybody wanted something drinking. We had some time to kill. So I I was there. Now, online, there was the sister and her. I called them. You know, Sister Locks. I said, oh, wow, those are Sister Locks. But she corrected me. She was like, no, these are micros. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, anyway, they're very beautiful. And I said, I love the color. Because she had them like a a burnt, sandy brown. But they were really beautiful, the color. And she was like, yeah, because I never colored my hair. She was like, and I wanted to start something new. I said, well, it's working for you. You look very beautiful. And she instantly, she felt... uh, a confidence about herself and she asked me she said well what are you ordering she said because i would like to pay for it i said oh no 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 i said i'm not blocking your blessing thank you i said but for the next person that comes i said because i'm blessing someone and i know my blessings will come back i said trust me i'm not blocking your blessing but catch the next person because i have this one so she did. She did. She wound up buying soup for a guy that really needed it, right? Because he was hungry. So I also know, you know what I'm saying? I don't block people's blessings, but catch that next person because you never know. Sometimes you can show up just to be the person to give that person that oomph to say, yo, whatever God gave you, I'm the person to put the battery in you to say, yo, charge you up to do it. I'm not, I if I don't need it, then I'm going to tell you, no, 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 I don't want to block it. But grab the next person. And it was beautiful because the next person that needed it, they really needed it. They were hungry. So, and in the process, I was blessing someone. So, I get it. And I know my blessings come tenfold, right? But anyway, she did. And I I was very very grateful for that. And I was blessing the person that came, right? Because I know for a fact that the person that I had, they needed it. Now, this is the conversation I want to say to people. We try to do everything on our own and ignoring the resources and help that is there for us. Because we are on this survival mode. Oh, we got to survive. We got to survive. That was then. Now we just need to live. Just to have fun, to exist, to accept. It is not a sign of weakness if someone wants to help you. It is not a sign of, oh my God, you know, "Um, I'm not going to ask nobody for help because they're going to talk about me. Not everybody has social media. Not everybody gives a fuck about social media. Real talk. Some people may be in a position to help someone because they know what it feels like when they didn't have no one or they need help, right? A lot of people pay it forward. We get stuck in this, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to help them. Oh, my God. Or you'll make a plate and want to tell people. That's on you. That's your karma. But don't ignore the resources. And the reason why I say this is, I have a good friend that there's so many resources around them. I mean, everything. Everything. Helping with bills, rent, everything. I mean, people... Just want to point to this person. And this person is sitting there. Really sitting there in the room suffering. Suffering because of pride and ego. Ego means easing God out. I always say that. Right? Pride is for poor people. I know. No. You want to help me? I'm appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But this person was only taught to survive. And when you don't. When you don't want to ask nobody for nothing or not, not exhaust or not use the resources around you. You wind up doing criminal activity. You wind up doing stuff that you know you don't have to do. So this person was, this person was out there like, you know, uh, boosting. And I'm like, yo, you don't have to do that. Like real talk, look. And they, all they could do was cry. Like for real, like where you're sitting in the house hungry for two days, just drinking water, eating bread. When you got resources and you have people that's like, yo, if you need me, call me. I got you. And they just sitting there. And I'm like, yo, you and when they ask and when the when, you know, because most people be like, oh, yeah, everybody say that. But they don't. When they asked, they showed up. It's like, yo, here we here. I said, now, how you feel? Because, wow. And like I said, the blessing don't have to be for me. I might just be the one to say, hey, plug you into the socket. That's it. That's all. My job might be just to say, yo, to confirm whatever you do, you know, bow, here, go ahead, Go, go live your life. But to sit down and ignore and not tap in to the resources and the people that are willing to help you. To get you where you are. Now, I understand. Because I I hear a lot of people say it. oh, I don't like helping people because once they get on their feet, they, they tend to forget you and all that. Let me tell you. Everybody has that same fucking story. I've helped people become fucking wealthy. And I couldn't get a dime from them. But I can't get mad because my job was to help them no matter what. And what's the use? I've seen people that got massive money and are are the most miserable people in the world. I see people that you will be like, oh my God, they're blessed. And they're sitting in a dark room because they don't have no one to help them or no one they can lean on, none of that. Because while people was helping them, after they got where they wanted, they gave everybody their ass a kiss. Yeah, it usually happens. Money doesn't make you this grand person, money just give you, just really show who you are. If you're a fucked up individual, now you're a rich fucked up individual. I remember when we were all on this weight journey, right? And, you know, before you get your weight surgery, you have to go through therapy and things like that, right? Real talk, I had to go through all that. And the one thing they were saying was that, you know, a lot of people, when they get skinny, and they lose the weight, they become so evil and they start disrespecting fat people, like weight, you know, uh, fat shaming them and things like that. And I remember when one of my friends, they lost weight and they were like, yeah, you know, because I'm so happy I could fit in a chair. I'm so happy I don't have to breathe hard. I'm so happy. But when they lost the weight, they became so sickly. And, you know, you lose weight. You start, you know, you st- you still got to work out. Like, you have to maintain your body. You got to work out. You got to eat right. You got to go to doctors. If not, then things can go wrong because your body now got to recalibrate itself. And I'm like, wow, sometimes you can see people that lose weight and they just skinny assholes. They were fat assholes, right? Your character doesn't change. It's who you are. Now, you can work on it. And really try, and a lot of people don't want to do that work. Like, they don't. It's your character that you're born with. It's your character you're going to die with. Now, some people, yeah, I've seen pe- some people be assholes, and they worked on it, and now they are they are great individuals, but they have a lifetime of, of apologizing to people. I also know motherfuckers that are horrible, horrible fucking people where you be sitting there like, Damn, God taking all these other people. He ain't even thanking you. (laughs) He ain't even coming to get you. You must have a purpose. Like You're the the role model or the poster child for what not to be. For real. And then you have to look at, because I know what y'all are saying. Because I I get it. I speak to a lot of people. That um, you don't know what what happened to them where um, they got like that. Well, I just know some ungrateful motherfucking kids that grew up to be some ungrateful adults. You know, can you imagine having parents that would go over and beyond, put up fucking loans on their house to make sure you have, and then you a dog around. Cause sometimes that happens. It ain't rare. It's more than you can ever imagine. I've seen kids to say, oh, well you have to do this. Oh, the only thing I got to do is stay black and alive. That's it, that's all. I don't have to do anything because once you pass 21, really 18, you're on your own, but I choose to because I love you, but you have some kids that just don't give a fuck. They don't care, but anyway, that's a whole new different conversation. So anyway, um, talking to my friend, letting them know that they have resources and things like that, so they were crying and everything, and I was like... Wow, you know, we we get to a point where we just, we become, we close our hands and cross our arms and close our, you know, make a face. And we're like, oh, I'm not going to let no one stop me. Yeah, that's true, because nothing's going to get in to, to hurt me. Yeah, but nothing comes out neither. So, and remember, energy is emotion. It's a movement. So, here it is. You sitting in the dark room being angry with who? Yourself? You know, so you'll have a lot of that. But anyway, so I was standing in line and the young lady that was taking the order, I understand. I get it. Oh my God, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you will have someone that orders 50 million things. So you may have someone that's that first time in Starbucks and they don't know what to order. So you have to help them. So with her doing that with the two people that was in front, the line got longer. Right? And then she started panicking. Like, she was panicking. She was, So her voice came over to kind of help her. Right? So here it is. I come up. And she was like, hi, how you doing? I said, oh, thank you, beautiful. And she was like, you know, I said, she was like, how are you? I said, I'm necessary like you are because we're all needed. And she was like, okay, okay. And I was like, no, beautiful. Take your time. Breathe. I said, because this is what I want. It's not a big order, but it's not a small one. Just so, so breathe. And she was like, okay. So after we did that, and I tipped her. I said, thank you. I said, and you have an, a necessary day. May you be blessed. And I took my stuff, me and my friends, and we sat down. So while she came over there, she was like, oh, my God, you don't understand. She just started talking. So my friends and them, they was looking, and they was like, Ifa, everywhere you go? And I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. And so, you know, and they was like, yeah, I know she was stuck. I said, yeah. I said, so, you know, every now and then people need that, you know, to know that they're needed, knowing that they're necessary, knowing that they're beautiful in that moment, you know. So, as we left, we were walking, and I saw a mom selling her daughter's books, a black mother, and I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm reading the book. And I'm like, wow. So one of the books were Juneteenth. I met this, her name is Shakima Funches. Yeah, Shakima I'm. I posted her videos and stuff all over. The cool part about this was this amazing woman was there promoting her daughter, but her daughter wasn't there at first. And I said, I'll be back. Because I want to, you know, meet her and talk to her. So the mother, when I came back, the, the girl knew who I was instantly. She said, my mother told me about you. And I said, okay. And we were talking. And she looked me up. And she's like, oh, my God. Here. So she gave me all these bands and stuff. And she was like, no, I got some more stuff. I'm like, yo, you know, because you're going to promote me. And I was like, no, slow down. I'm good. I said, I got, you know, the everything. And I will. I'll talk about you. I'm going to promote you because I love Artists that are out there, right? Authors, singers, anybody that's starting out. Because that's a lot in itself. It is. you You're going to get a backlash. You're going to get a lot of accolades. But it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? I promote my books. And I know today I got to finish up writing the other two. But it's not easy. It is not. I mean, people think, oh, well, they wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not always somebody's gonna come and critique. I did a journal. That's it. Now I'm writing books, but I did a journal. And this sister got on there and dogged me for the gods. But then when I looked on her page, she ain't write shit. She ain't do none of that. So it is. And now, if I always based my life on comments, I would have gave up a long time ago. That Because you gotta have a thick skin. Even doing readings, right? You know how many people that be on their page, oh, don't go to this one, don't go to this one, don't do this. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm i not going to sit and say, now I share people's stuff, you should. You shouldn't just go to anybody that they high or drunk and they sitting there doing readings or they constantly calling you bitches or hoes. Nah, nah, no. I don't give a fuck how good of a reader you are. You're not going to call me out my motherfucking name. Nah, my, you're going to respect me. So, but those are the people like I sit there, but you have some people that they think that's, you know, how it's supposed to be. You I, And I always tell people, if you ever get a reading from me, I tell them, I don't have no salt and sugar on my tongue. I don't have, I don't know how to make things up, right? But I'm not disrespectful. I am not going to call you yeah, a bitchy, hoe, and you got to do. No, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not. But some people do. And they think that's a form or a term of endearment or love. Oh, they love me because they call me like 89 bitches. If that's what makes you feel good, because the first time you call me out my name, you ain't got to worry about it. Keep that money, because that money might be what you need to buy them bandages after I finish with your ass. Real talk. Like nah, you you're not gonna disrespect me. I'm I'm paying for a service. You're not. I'm not paying for you to curse me out. You know, but that I I don't sign up for. But people do. People. I'm not gonna come to you and read and you drunk and you high. Yeah, some people do, and I respect that. But I'm not. So don't look for me to be like, okay, she gonna come for a reading. No, I don't read drunk and high people. Nah, call call me back when you. Are sober. I had to tell a girl that. Like, nah, ma, don't call me when you're drunk. Don't do that. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. Like, nah. Don't, 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 don't play yourself. But you have people that they try it. Like, oh, well, I spent my money. Well, you could take it back. You could take it back. Cause what I'm not gonna do. Oh, if I bail straight. Call me what you want. But if you're gonna call me with bullshit, don't call me at all. How about that? How about that? Right? So, and I have people that I've, I've put in their place respectfully, dogged me out, but guess what? They following my ass again, and I'm like, why? Side note, that is a form of trauma and pain. If you are going to dog someone out, talk about them, try to drag them, and you're still following them? then there's something wrong with you. If you are going to check my page before you brush your teeth, wipe your ass, and worry about your kids and worrying about what I'm posting, then there's something wrong with you, not me. Not me. You need to get your life in order and you need a paid, licensed therapist because that's above my pay rate. I can't help you. And then you have those people, right? like I said, with the resources and stuff to where they don't want that. What they want is the bullshit. They want to sign up to the games. They want to, you know, they want to hear some gossip. Oh, well, you know, I took your your class, so I signed up for your Patreon because I thought you was going to talk. Real talk. I had a person tell me this. I signed up for your Patreon class and for your YouTube because I thought you was going to talk about Janet and all of them. Why would you think that? Oh, because, yeah, no, no, this is not the the place for you to buy. And I blocked him. I blocked him on everything. I don't have time to talk about anybody. I Listen, everybody I don't deal with, I don't hate on them. I, I don't even, go live your life because I'm definitely living mine, right? But you will have people that will, oh, look what they saying. And I delete it and I blocked them. Like, why? Why, what? why do you think I need to update on people's lives? I don't. And if you're doing it, then that's on you. I think that's a problem. I do. If you are worrying about somebody else that you don't have no kind of form of any kind of attachment to, you don't speak to them, you don't rock with the people they rock with, then why must you keep an update on them? Something is wrong with you. You're the problem, not them, because they moved on with their lives. Real talk. The same way, like I said, when I went on my day trip, this person knew everybody' business. And I'm like, how is that helping you? How is that helping you to get the resources you need, all of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew you was going to get on me. But why are you doing it? If you already know me as a friend, because I can say this, because that's my friend. We got over 50 years of friendship. And he's a guy. And I'm like, yo, you don't need to worry about nobody else. Worry about the shit that you worrying about. He was like, oh, I knew you was going to say something. So if you already know me as a friend, then why would you do it? Why would you even bring it to my doorstep? And he was like, yeah, you right, you are right. And my other friend was like, yo, yo, the one thing we got to say about each other, we, we would check each other. And we do. Good, bad, or indifferent. But if you're worrying about somebody else and your shit ain't right, then they not the problem. You are. Why you peeking in they fucking window when your house is dirty or your shit fucked up? Why you worrying about them? Fix your own shit. Fix your own shit. And guess what happens when you stop fixing your own shit? You ain't got time to be worrying about nobody else. You too busy worrying about your shit, making sure it's intact, getting your shit together. You ain't got time to be worrying about nobody else. Cause anybody else's shit ain't got nothing to do with yours. And I'm like, yo, you're unfucking believable. For real. I have grown people that I know that I'm like, yo, worry about your life. Why we why are you worrying about anybody else's? Oh my god, you changed. Oh my God. Why didn't you? That's the sad part. Why are you still doing still doing shit when we was 15, 13, 12? We 50 something. Why are we still doing that? Nah, boo. nah, you go ahead with your life. You go ahead. Call me when you get better. That's it. I I mean, it's not that I don't love you. I love you from a distance. But the part or the place that you at, I done left there already. And I'm not doubling back. What I need to. For what? Why are we worrying about people that we don't have no access to? Please, somebody, make the math math. Make it make sense. Oh, you think you better than anybody? If you think that, then yeah, I am. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I don't care. Because I'm not gonna get up every morning and worry about some shit that don't have nothing to do with me. I'm gonna exhaust every resource that I have. I'm gonna see what I can, what kind of help. Because when I get in the middle of the road and that obstacle is there and I know I can't move that boulder on my own, and there are willing people that love me that saying, yo, I got a sledgehammer, yo, I got this, I got a drill, and we can annihilate this shit together, and I don't have to worry about you talking about me or whatever. Then why? Why am I still with my little hands gonna try to push a boulder that I know I can't or try to attack an obstacle that I know I don't have the means, I don't have the supplies, I don't have even the knowledge or the resources to move it, but everybody else around me do. So why am I'm, I'm I'm just gonna ignore them. And I understand. I, I I get that 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 low vibrational cause that's what I'm calling it. I don't wanna bother people. So my neighbor got a a drill. I need to hang some. I don't have a drill. And they said, hey, if you ever need to use a drill, just call me. Okay. So I'm going to sit there and leave my shit on the floor because I don't want to bother people. I know you fucking lying. Hey, neighbor, can I use your drill here? And after I use it, make sure I wipe it down and give it back here. Thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Did it work? Yeah, thank you. All right, good looking. And that is it. That is all. They extended their their resources to me. And I'm going to sit there like an idiot and not use it. I know you lying. I used to have a friend, right? God bless. Marlo taught me this lesson. Where when people would give me stuff, I used to be like, no, 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 no. I don't want it. Marlo would look at you and be like, I know you fucking lying. I ain't blocking. They blessing on mine. Thank you. And I used to be like, Marlo, why you do that? And she was like, listen, if they're in the position to help me. And I know I need help. I'm going to turn it down. I know you lying. She said, how do you pray for something? And God gives you the opportunity to get it. And you too busy worrying about where it come from. I know people "Oh, I don't take drug money. I'm going to fuck where it came from. You, You were in the position to help me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the next person that come the same way, you know, I remember when my youngest daughter, she used to always say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want that voodoo money." Oh, okay. She sat ass in the dog because she was like, "Ma, I need. Um, can you lend me some money so I can pay my light bill?" I said, "This is voodoo money." Her ass sat in the dog until her kids and them she couldn't take it no more. Ma, I, oh, you know it's voodoo money, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. See, I, I'm. I don't have time. I'm not going to block my blessing. If you have it and you have the means and you're in the position to help me, then yeah. Now, all you can say is no or here. That's it. But what I'm not going to do is sit there and suffer or worry about what the next person to say. A closed fist and a closed mouth don't get fed. But I ain't going to open my hand or fist to everything or everybody because that's an easy way to get poisoned. That is true. My auntie used to always say, finish the rest of that. Yeah, closed mouth and closed fist don't get fed. But you open your mouth to everything and everyone, your ass will get poisoned. Nah, I'm very selective. I'm not going to go to a person that's worse off than me and sit there and be like, yo, can we do something? We both fucking got our cup and cane. The fuck? No. But I like putting people in positions to where they don't have to depend on no one else. But it comes with discipline. It comes with consistency. Right? And a lot of people don't want that because, once again, we're in that mode of I got to survive. Well, when you survive, you forget to live. You know, and you'll have like, you know, you'll have friends and we was talking about that where everyone always say, yeah, I'm a do, I'm a do, I'm a, I'm a gunner, I'm a gunner. And they never do it. And you'll be like, wow, you know, and they give you all these excuses. But then they'll sit and watch travel shows and cooking shows. And you'll be like, no, you can do that. Right. Oh, no. You know, because what people going to think? Who gives a fuck what people think? I don't care. Like, real talk, I don't care. You know? And I don't be bothered with crazy. I don't. I don't have time. Once again, when you worry about your own shit, you don't have time to be worrying about nobody else's shit. But anyway, so as I met this author, beautiful young lady, beautiful sister, we spoke, talked about Juneteenth and everything. Her writing, it was amazing. Right? So, I know that Father's Day is coming. And you know you you have people that they try to be great dads, and it's a lot of black men, especially ones that have come from prison, where sometimes and this is another thing that folks tend to forget and overlook. People that have done years in prison and they come home a year, two years, they're still acclimating themselves to this this world, right? Because they have to, some of them still live in that prison world. They don't know how to kind of blend in just yet or try to fit in because they're so used to, especially if they are like repeat offenders and they're back and forth in jail. So it takes a moment, right? Um, So one of my friends, right? He's a male. And I was like, yo, Father's Day is coming. So while they was outside smoking cigarettes, so I doubled back, right? And I got some things for them for Father's Day to be like, yo. So I, I you know, I was like, here, put this in your bag. And then, you know, I gave them their, their bags. And I was like, here, put these in your bags and open it tomorrow. You know, Father's Day. One of them started crying. And, you know, I waited until they gathered themselves. We all did. And I'm like, okay, so what's the waterworks? And I love people for their authenticity, and I love people for their realness. He said, "Through all my years, nobody has ever thought about me, of a father." He said, "Because you know, he was in and out of jail. Real talk, he was in and out of jail. Um, But when he come home, he'll do the best he can for his kids. And you know, they'll never think of him on any holiday." Like, you know, it's like, and like I said, you have some ungrateful children, right? But I I can hear y'all. Well, if he would have stayed in and out of jail. Well, first of all, you always got to understand what people are going through. And it's not to justify prison life or anything like that. But for some people, if they didn't finish school and all they know how to do is hustle. Once again, if you're going to help these people out here with real problems... You got to deal with real shit. So, if all I know is how to hustle, I don't really know how to do an uh, application, a job application. Don't sit here and make fun of me. Help me. But if I feel like no one's going to help me or try to make a mockery of me or something, so before I whoop your ass and go back to jail, I'd rather get out here and get it how living. If all I know how to do is hustle, boost, steal, then that's what I'm going to do. Right, but you have to also not. Con- well, you do have to meet people where they are, but you have to be the example. See, people look at what you do, not what you say. So you gotta be the example, right? So when I was telling, them, I was like, you know, Monday's coming. You gotta, you know, deal with all the resources and stuff. So they had all the phone numbers and stuff, and everybody that was there. Was also the people they got to see on Monday. And they were like, nah, you know, when you come in, you, you know, pull a number and we'll, you know, walk you through it and stuff. And one girl was like, yeah, you know, I'll let you come use the computer. I'll show you how to use it. And I'm going to teach you how to make a resume and print them out so you can take them. And we'll do some mock interviews. So I'm like, yo, the resources are there. Right? Now, if you don't use your resources and you still continue to do it, then it's on you. I suggest you get some therapy because you need to see why you just, you know, get into this mood where no one can help you and they're right there trying to help you. Take advantage of it. Take it. It's right there in front of you. But a lot of people don't. Listen, when I was in a homeless shelter, let me tell y'all. First of all, I'm Southern, right? Born and bred that way. So I'm going to show you respect. So every morning when we would get up, And we have to come downstairs because you would have to leave by 10 o'clock. And you have to be back by 6. Right? So every morning, I would come down and I would greet them. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Right? Never a time where I walked in and didn't say good morning. And I remember the staff used to say, you're the only one that say good morning. Huh? (laughs) I was like, for real? They was like, yeah. You are the only one that come down here and say good morning. I said, okay. And when I come in hello everyone how you doing right because I walked in the room they were already in the room that's what my mother taught when you walk in the room you speak to everybody you greet them okay now even though I was older I would still call them Mr. and Mrs. you know Miss Sampson um you know they need this or Mr. you know and I would call them but put a hand on it and I remember the dude used to be like yo you know I'm younger than you why do you say Mr. and Mrs. I said because you're here right yeah you work here yeah so, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna treat you with respect. He said, Wow. And, you know, so kept on moving. But they had all these resources. And I remember we would sit down, like the ladies and stuff, because it was all women's shelter. We would sit down. But my roommate, she was the one, she used to be like, I'm following my roommate. I'm following my twin, my roommate twin. And I was like laughing. And everybody else would be like, I know, because all they're gonna do is get in your business. Like everybody had an excuse. I went and definitely followed everything they gave me. Hi, oh, y'all having the Tai Chi class? I'm going. What time? Okay. Oh, y'all having this class? Oh, I'm going. Oh, y'all having a mediation? Okay, I'm coming. Oh, y'all having housing? Okay, I'm coming. I took advantage of every fucking resource they had. Everything, everything. The apartment uh, bank, you would have to go in there on a Monday and Wednesday and look at apartments, write letters to landlords and things like that. Or, you know, showing that you are a potential resident in their, one of their apartments or whatever. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I took advantage of everything. You fucking right. The only thing I didn't take advantage of because I was a vegetarian was their food. That was the only thing I didn't take advantage of. When they used to say, hey, we have the cheese or this or that, I used to be like, "No, nah, I'm good. And I would go and bring my food with me. That was the only thing. And I remember I stayed at one shelter, and they were cooking. They would cook for you. And the lady was like, oh, we made. I said, no, 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 baby. Uh-uh. I said, that's okay, but thank you. And I bring out my own food. And she said, oh, you don't. First of all, I don't eat anybody cooking. I so I'm going to tell you now. And believe it or not, I recently saw one of the women that were in there. I was with my daughter. And, you know, I saw her in the store. But I was walking by, you know, because I was like, oh, okay. I spoke, right? But I didn't know who she was. I didn't remember. So when we came out, my daughter spoke to her. And she was like, oh, she was telling the lady. She said, oh, I'm with my mother. And the lady turned and started crying, y'all she said, I called you my angel. And I said, what? She said, you don't understand the conversations we used to have. And my daughter looked and she said, you didn't, she said, and you didn't even know you was talking to her daughter the whole time. Because when we were sitting there and I remember one of the ladies and I told her, I said, I'm not being disrespectful and I'm not trying to be better than anyone, but baby, I don't eat. Everybody's cooking. That is fact. And I don't trust. Everybody to deal with my food. So the lady tried to count out, You go to restaurants. I said I do, and if something happened, I can sue them. I can't sue you. She was like, "But I'm a clean person, mind you. I just saw her standing outside smoking a cigarette. I did not see her wash her hands, right? But I wasn't gonna play that card. I wasn't. I said it's okay. I'm not here to hurt your feelings, ma. But I don't eat. I don't eat anybody cooking. Where you from? Brooklyn? No, I'm from the south. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Y'all Southern people, you know, y'all do things differently. She was all the way in her feelings, y'all. But it was okay. It was okay. I used every resource that was there for me. I wasn't going to use that one. That one, no. So when the lady that I met, right, we would sit down, we would talk. She asked me about the South and growing up. And she would tell me about her life and stuff. And she said, why don't you eat from everybody? So I moved the curtain back. And that lady was sitting out there the next time, and she's sitting there smoking, talking on the phone, spitting, right? And came in and went straight into the kitchen and started pulling out food. She said, if I wouldn't have saw that, I would have been eating from this lady. She said, say less. She said, I'm so grateful for you. I said, I'm not here to start an uproar, but I like my stomach. (laughs) And nah, uh, and first of all, I don't eat meat. So every time she's cooking, she's cooking pork or something like that, and I don't eat it. So when I was, you know, after I ate my food, I wiped off where I ate, you know, and put my food in the garbage. She used to say, Oh, you can leave it in the refrigerator. Nah, that's okay. I'm good. I'm good. She was like, Oh, because you can't take food in your room. I don't. I just take a bottle of water and my medicine. That's it, Ma. I say, You can check it. No, 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 because, oh, you know, the ladies don't want to go in your room. Because in my room, I had, oh, I had Arula. I mean, I had Ori, I had Eshu, and I had my doll, And she was like, yeah, no, no, nobody's going in your room. I said, is it dirty? I even had plugins in there. I said, is it dirty? She was like, nah, it smells good. She was like, you know, but, you know, nobody's going in there. I said, oh, okay. But I said, you're welcome to go in there because I don't have no food or nothing in there. Right, and on Sundays you have to clean up, right? So they'll they'll give you. Let me tell you, right? This is a side story. They would give you like things to clean up, right? So some people would get. You would know who was liked and who wasn't. The people that were liked would clean up the the common room, which was nothing—you just vacuuming and dust, right? The common room and the sitting room, right? Those that they didn't like, they would give the bathroom. But see, I always believe whatever you go through, God prepares you for whatever it is that you may have to do in life. So every Sunday, these women would give me the bathroom. And baby, when I tell you I go in there and clean that motherfucking bathroom, top to bottom, cleaning behind the toilet, everything, my bleach, my little special shit I put together, all of that the tub, the shower i would I would go to the store and get the um oh my God, it's the herb that I would put up there, i string it, and when you hit let like, that water hit it right, and for the life of me right now, I don't even remember it, but i would, it would hit it, and you would smell it, so I remember the director. Right? I never complained. Never complained. I cleaned that motherfucking bathrooms. It was two of them. I clean them, clean them down. And the women that would live in there, they would say, Oh my God, you know, we love for her to clean that bathroom. They'd be like, girl, for real. Right? And I forget the goddamn herb because I would tie it and hang it on the shower and as it come, right? But anyway, um, <clears throat> the director came and he had, the next day, I was cleaning the common area. And, you know, the girl in the kitchen one that I said, I don't eat from. But I ain't eat from nobody in the kitchen, right? Because she just thought it was her until the other ladies were like, nah, she don't eat. You know, she don't eat what we cook. Like, she's a vegetarian. She don't eat that. Like, she brings her food, and we good with that. Like, yo, we don't take it. Because she took an offense. So, when they had me cleaning the common room, the ladies... Of the shelter were like, why y'all take her out of the bathroom? Because, baby, I tell you no lie. When they had that girl one Sunday clean the bathroom, No, the bathroom was muddy. It was dirty. So I cleaned. When I went in, I cleaned. And the girl, one of the ladies was like, I'm going in after her. Like, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. None of y'all bitches better jump me or nothing because I'm going in after her. Because she cleaning this fucking bathroom. Y'all nasty. So they were complaining, and the director asked me, he said, do you have a problem with cleaning the bathroom? He said, because I know it's supposed to be for everybody. He said, but for some strange reason, they love for you to clean that bathroom. I said, no, I don't have a problem with it, right? Because even in church, I would clean the bathrooms. I would, you know, it didn't bother me. When I am even in the back of doing or helping somebody with a santo, I will mop a floor, clean up the blood, go and pluck a chicken, and not complain. I'm not that person who's like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. Give me the bucket. Y'all got some hot water. Okay, and I sit there and start plucking. If I'm outside, I'm going to dig in my bag and get my bug spray so I don't get ate up. And I'm going to sit there and pluck. I'm, I'm not here to complain. I'm here to do a job to the best of my ability until I can't do it no more. And then I'm going go about my business. That's it. So, anyway, when I saw the woman... In the supermarket, me and my daughter, and she was sitting there telling my daughter, she was like, you don't understand, I talk about this lady all the time. She was like, I saw you in the supermarket. And I kept on saying, I know that's her. I know that's her, but I don't want to ask. I should ask. And I said, you would have ask. I said, I would have answer. And she was like, oh, we stood out there for a, about a good 10 minutes. And she was just telling me how her life went, you know, and how she's so grateful that she didn't, I not only, she said, you were the first one that not only said it, but you did it. Like, you carried yourself. You didn't complain. You didn't do none of that. She was like, yo, you took a situation. he said, and that's what she tell her friends. She took a situation and used all the resources that were available to her and made the best of it. And she was like, wow. She said, do you get angry? My daughter's sitting there. Do she get angry? I said, yeah, I do. I'm human. I said, no, don't put me on a pedestal. I said, but sometimes you have to, instead of looking at the problem, you got to see where the solutions are and where or who can help you to further where you need to go and if someone puts me in a position where i can help somebody i will and i'm not gonna go and tell the world but if i don't have that position yet i'm gonna work towards it but if i don't have money maybe a good word or maybe just listening to you vent or whatever it is if i can be of service to you right but i'm going to use every resource that's there. I'm not going to just sit there and fold my hands and sit there in the dark. And the first thing that's going to come out of my mouth, I don't like bothering people. Then what? Why? How? how? Healers need healing too. We're still human. We got to regenerate. We got to build ourselves back up. We can't just work, 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 work and deplete ourselves. And then what we going to do? No. I took off yesterday. And I enjoyed myself. Let me tell you, my grandson, he 11 months, right? Next month, he'll be turning one, July 20th. And we sat outside the first time he ever seen um, fireworks. Things out there popping fireworks. And he just standing there looking at me like, you telling me hot, hot. And they hot, hot. They fight lighting fires. But we had so much fun to just deal with a world and enjoying yourself, your peace, the people that you love enjoying that, I'm like, yo, after this day trip, I had to take some things away of, if I constantly work, and I'm constantly trying to save the world, who the fuck saves me, I told you, I got two more years, and after this year, one more year before I retire, I'm gonna work, but I'm also gonna take some days off, I am not gonna work myself till I'm depleted, thinking I'm trying to be Jesus or Captain save you see how both of them ended up. Yeah, they might have always be remembered and all that, but look what the fuck he had, he had to die. No, I'm not going to have myself near death trying to make sure I'm there for everybody. And especially those ones that you think you're there for everybody and nobody there for you. I'm my best client, my, my number one client, my number one priority. I am. And peace is everything. But what I'm not going to do is have social media, or me even working to the point of I'm miserable. No. What's the use of you making money? And I know people that's like that will make money and just go home, like not enjoy it until they get that sickness. Then it's, oh, my God, I got to start taking care of myself. You should have been did that. Should have been did that. You know, me and my girlfriend, we had a conversation, and she Mm -hmm. said she is forever changed because um, she she said she saw a young baby getting operated on, and she saw all of this, and it changed her perspective. And I understood, because I saw my father die. Like, I, I saw him, you know, the sickness eating him up. And the cool thing I always tell people, the cool thing about death is, You learn to enjoy life. You see what's important. What is, you know, what is necessary. You don't have time to focus on all of the crazy, the decorations. You want to get to the substance of life. And she was like, "Um, yo, I changed. Like, you know, I I appreciate life. And I'm like, "There, there you go. You know? And I was like, take advantage of all the resources and all the things that the opportunities that are in front of you. And she did. She really did. She, congratulations, because she turned, she's state certified. I mean, she could work anywhere around this state. And it's beautiful to be like that. You know, we get to these points of, we don't, like I said, we don't think, oh, no, I don't need help. I know you lying. Yeah, self-made, but it's always some hands that will help and guide you and motivate you or even words to encourage you. Or some people may support you. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm appreciative of all of them, of everybody that have supported me mentally, physically, financially, verbally, shit, socially, you understand. And I'm forever grateful. I am forever grateful. I will always be eternally grateful. I am. I don't take nothing for granted. I appreciate everything I've got. I am. I'm so grateful and so thankful. You know, but I do make sure even now when I'm here, if there's something going on, I'm going to support it. If it's in the next county or the next part of another, you know, area of upstate, I am going to go and support it. And I'm going to see what other resources that is there that can help me as well. Or maybe help someone else. And there are. There are a lot of things that's out here. But, you know, you will have so many people that be like, you know, no, I'm not. People are going to talk about you. Well, my, they talk about you already. So what's the use? I, you think I can? Like, no. Oh, no. What people are going to say? I don't give a fuck. I'm getting help. So now what? Like real talk, you will be amazed. A small gesture, or just someone passing on some information to you, can help you with so much. But we have these these moments where, oh, I got to get it, how I live it, yeah, yeah, you know. Anyway, like I said, when we were we were talking and stuff, and everybody was vibing and stuff, you know, and my homeboy as well as a few of my girlfriends. You know, I'm like, hey, let's go and do this, let's let's do, let's walk, let's chill, you know, meeting other people and just really enjoying that time. And believe it or not, the only time we were on our phone was to take pictures. That was it. We didn't get on social media. We didn't, you know, nobody was sitting there posting like, yo, I'm this, I'm that. Like nobody. We enjoyed that moment. That moment was what was important. We got to meet other people. We got to have real live conversations. We got to chill. And then we all jumped back on our trains and we went to our designated places. That was amazing. And I said, wow, we can do this again. Let's make a commitment to at least once a month to do this. And they said, great. I said, yeah, real talk. Because, see, first of all, I love Whole Foods. So, you know, Whole Foods is everything to me but let's make this commitment to where we are meet once a month and we can talk about all the things that we are, we're doing and growing. And then maybe somebody can help us if we're stuck or whatever, but let's not keep trying to do it by ourselves. And we were, we all agreed. Okay. That's great. Because you need that. You need that. And I understand I'm the spiritual one in the whole group. Right? So I get that, but it was not about spirituality. Right? Because they already know who I am and what I'm capable of and things like that. So they respect that. But this wasn't that this was human contact. Let's support each other. Let's see what you can do and how I can pour it into you. And it's beautiful because as we was talking, everybody else started gathering around and we became one big community and people miss that. People miss that. Let's talk. Let's sit down. You have your coffee. She got her tea. Let's talk. Let's just, let, let's just celebrate the goodness. Celebrate what is happening in our lives. You know, learn to listen. Don't just make it all about you. Learn to listen. But also, see where you can pour into someone or how someone can pour into you. Without, I want to screw you. Uh, What's up? Sending you sexual pictures and all of that. Nah. Nah. And not about other people. We Not one time did we gossip. Well, the first friend did. And we checked him. But... After that, we didn't sit and talk about nobody. We talked about ourselves. We talked about things that we are doing actively. We talk about the things we need help in. And how can someone help us to say, here, this is what you do. You contact this person. And believe it or not, it was a white group of friends, right? And I, I was like, yo, and I knew it. I was like, yo, one of them is an author. They was like, you do all your favorite stuff. No, but he was. He really was. And, um. They were sitting there saying, Oh no, um, when you get here, you call this person. They love helping to people, right? I'm not even gonna say white or black. People love helping. This is who you call. Tell them I sent you. And they'll 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 help you with that part right there. There's so much resources, but we get so stuck. And then we have this, oh well, my friend don't talk to them, so I'm not talking to them. I'm not going to miss my blessing. You don't know if that person, I, I don't know what they went through. I don't know. And I, I I had to learn that over this day trip or the other day. Yo, stop, stop. People going to talk about you regardless, but stop. Because if someone can pour into you and because this person, and you don't know the full story because motherfuckers be lying. You don't know the full story. And here you are hating somebody that never did nothing to you. Like, nah, we, we not doing that. We are not doing that. This is not gang mentality. Oh, gang up. No, no. Because trust me, when that judge hit that fucking gravel, oh, they're going to start singing. They ain't built like that. So just be you. And see, make sure you connect. Make sure that you use every resource before you start zooming out of your community. And before you just sitting there being all mean and hateful and all that negative, low vibration energy. You use what you got. Use what you got that's right there in your face. Start networking. Start talking to people. Start seeing where you can go and start supporting people so they can support you. Because this is, we're going to need each other. That old dude spoke about that. Everybody can't do everything. We're going to need each other. We're going to need each other. And allow them. To help you while you help someone else. And if you need to the help, then say it. You ain't mine, readers. Yo, I need help. Okay, how can I help you? And that's it. If I can't do it, maybe I can send you or refer you to someone that can. But what I'm not going to do is hurt you, dog you out, and talk about you. And for God's sake, you know how comfortable it felt to be around people and not. One person say, yo, they working on me. They working on me. Somebody put voodoo on me. Not a soul. Catch me tonight on Get Mug Monday on Instagram. I love y'all. And thank you for the support.